Welcome to Hilliard Studio Podcast, your resource for everything happening in the Hilliard Studio Method world. Hilliard Studio Method is reopening for in-studio classes with a limited capacity, giving you a total of four different ways to work out with HSM. Whether you want to join us at home, online, outside the studio, or in a small group in-studio, you can pick the HSM class that fits your needs. To celebrate our reopening, take 30% off retail purchases when you take your first class with us back in-studio. That's 30% off your retail purchase when you take your first class back with us in the studio. Thanks again for listening to the podcast. And now, here's your hosts, Liz Hilliard and Lee Canelli. Hi, everybody, and hello to you, Liz. Hi, Lee. I'm glad to be back after a two-week hiatus. Two week, it feels like. Wait a minute, a we month. didn't take a hiatus. <laughs> what am I saying? We haven't like been on vacation. True. We yeah. just haven't yeah. dropped a podcast in a while and we're glad to be back. Yeah, we really are. Life yeah. is good. We wanna we wanna share a few things. What are we gonna share, Lee? Um, I don't have anything in particular <laughs> that I was waiting to like announce. Do you? Yeah, it's gonna be Halloween in October. Oh, we're almost there. Right. I feel like we're all getting excited about fall. Not that that's what I want to talk about today, but it's a beautiful day. I mean, look at this Monday. We just finished teaching classes. Mm-hmm. We're feeling good. Studios open. People are in good moods. I mean, and isn't that amazing in the midst of all the chaos going on in the world that people roll in and they're just happy I was standing in the bathroom, told Lee this a minute ago, and I was just listening to the people speaking and talking and having fun. Mm -hmm. And I love hearing their voices and just, you know, chit-chatting about nothing (laughs) instead of the, you know, all the The tough stuff going on. No, that's so true. I mean, just to connect with people in real time is very, very nice. So we are pleased that people are coming into the studio and yeah, we're excited. I've noticed outside people are starting to decorate. I know. No, no, I know. We're, we're actually, Hey, Clary, we're sitting in your dining room. We've been, uh, I've been spending a few days over here. Lee and I both have because my house is being painted, but Clary lives on this incredible street in Charlotte where they have the greatest uh, Halloween decorations. Mm -hmm. So they are throwing this stuff down this year. Yeah. It's not even October one. It stresses me (laughs) out just a wee bit, but fine. Everybody needs something to live for these days. Yeah. No stress. I mean, here's the thing. Halloween for 2020 should be a ginormous celebration. Yeah. This is the like scariest good. year of our lives. <laughs> oh no, it's going to be good, but you love Halloween. Oh heck yeah. I'm already thinking about what I'm going to wear. What are you going to wear? I, again, I am not great at this. Um, <laughs> That's as an understatement. Said, but, oh, <laughs> here she goes. <laughs> No, I mean, it is not my natural tendency to go costume and it doesn't come naturally. It is for you. Well, exactly. And there's a real good reason behind that. So I'm just going to share with the people that like to listen to us. Don't, you know, anyway, here's the Lee. (laughs) If Pollyanna said, what should I wear for Halloween? That would be Lee. Because Lee sort of comes from a space of really sweet innocence and love, which is one of the reasons I think I just love you so much. But that means when it comes to Halloween, she goes, are we going to put some pumpkins out? Are we going to have some like scarecrows? And I'm like, no, we're going to have Maleficent and Wonder Woman. (laughs) 
Yeah, the whole be powerful comes out in your costumes. Yeah. I, you know, my long list of great costumes, you know, pumpkin, yeah. bunch of great. Tell them about that the stoplight. I was a functioning stoplight and about, oh God, probably too old, but my mom was incredibly crafty. No. (laughs) And so I was legitimately in a box with the cellophane cutouts of like the red, yellow, and green lights with blinking lights. Legitimately in a box. I think there's a little bit of meaning, back back meaning there, right? No, like I was the stoplight box and I, you know, of course tripped and fell fell over. Couldn't get up. Sandlin, if you're listening, you're having a good laugh because you were the one that helped me get up. <laughs> I mean. Okay. So I, no boxes no. this year. No boxes anyway, this year. Not probably be. dressing up in the studio. We don't have a lot of. Ah, you never ah, know. You never know. Well, it's, it's a ga- be a game time call for me. So have you decided on your no, costume? But I want to be, I want to be what 2020 is. What would <laughs> that be? Total scary. What do they call it? A dumpster fire. No, not a dumpster fire. That's More a good like one, not evil. Because it wasn't evil. It was just scary. Everything has been scary. Uh-huh. And so I'm not usually scary. Oh, here comes the people. By the way, we're saying like the I doorbell. Said, we, yeah, the doorbell is going to ring any moment. And we're probably going to have to pause this because they're coming uh-huh. to cut a tree down in Clary's house and turn the power uh-huh. off. So we're probably going to have oh, to so pause this is it. Legit. This All is right, legit. We'll right so we're going to pause. We'll be right back. Okay, we're back. And that was a total pump fake. Just some <laughs> marketers walking through the hood who probably needed to disrupt our very deep conversation. Yeah, it was deep. About it was Halloween. super deep, right. Anyway, we'll look forward to seeing what you're going to be for Halloween. And until then, we'll just be wondering. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next. Mm, can't mm. wait. What's up? What's well, the- we've been busy thinking about a lot of new things. And we're going to keep it under wraps. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. it's been exciting. It has been exciting. Continues to get it more exciting. Go ahead. I'm not going to say it because, you know, if I start to talk, I'm going to just keep open the going. can of worms and the worms will be all over the room and then everybody <laughs> will know about it. And then it won't be a surprise when it happens. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Well, I guess the point I was getting at is that we've been excited about, you know, some new creative paths and directions for kind of ourselves, for the business, for new things. And what you said the other day was that you have a great deal of passion, passion, compassion, and power. power. That's how you're feeling these days. So talk about that. Yeah. What you feeling like? That's exactly what I was feeling. So um, I was talking with a a guy that's a photographer, actually, a friend of ours who's going to do some shots, studio stuff and all that. And he said, just give me, give me something. Where's the feeling? Where's the feeling right now in the studio? I'm like, there's three things. Mm -hmm. There's passion for this whole new beginning of Hilliard Studio Method. There's passion for this whole new way of life coming out of quarantine, seeing what's been what's been left behind, which needed to be left behind right. and what is being recreated. And then there's the compassion for not only ourselves, but what we have all been through, compassion for each other, mm-hmm. compassion for the state of the world. And then there is the power that you have when you carry forward the passion your compassion, and then you stand in your power, which is when things become, 
real and you bring what you have been creating to fruition. Right, right. And be powerful on the side of the wall is simply standing in that passion, having compassion, not only for others, but for yourself and then owning your power. So those are the three words I was saying to our friend, the photographer that I wanted to portray. So I'm not sure how that's going to go down, but yeah, no, th- that's, that's really sort of, we've been cool. sort of ban- bantering that between you and I. Yes. Those words. And, um, and they carry power because, uh, passion is just, you know, it's everything. It's the fire in the furnace. It's the fire in the belly. And it was intriguing to me during Mm -hmm. this is I felt, we talked a lot on those previous podcasts about the, the low times we went through. Yeah. And it, there was, the fire was simmering down there. The, the fire was there, but it just feels very explosive right now in a good way and a positive way. And um, we're ready to share some things that we want to bring to the studio and bring to our lives. And I think the two um, coexist together because what we bring to our lives is wellness, is love, mm-hmm. is community. <clears throat> we want to share that in our business because what I've realized all of my life since I started this business um, that I can't separate the two and uh, I'm tired of, I'm not even going to try to try, sure. I'm try to do it no need. Uh, because if you're living your own lo- love and your own passion in your own life, then you are going to be successful. And if that is business, then you're going to be successful. And what the quarantine did for me personally and for the business was to drop the things that were not needed, you know, not, not being productive and bring forward things that are going to create a new environment. Yeah. I think that's interesting. And the two places that fire can come from, I think there's a creative new passion, like you're saying, and also a passion that, um, erupts from sometimes the level of fear to change Mm -hmm. what's going on. Or I don't know, does that resonate with you at all? It really does. Um, you and I were talking the other day about, um, you know, when we, when we like to influence people, one of the things we want to, (laughs) Lisa's got, she cannot stand the word influencer and I don't blame her. I mean, I can't either. It's, it's, it's an interesting word, isn't it? Um, but anyway, let's not go into that because then we don't want to go negative, but, um, what was the question again? I don't know. You <laughs> I sidetracked on there and I blacked out. You did black out. Um, <laughs> something that. about like when we influence people, I'm like, I no, no, um, it, sorry. But where, you know, passion comes from mm-hmm. sometimes fear, mm-hmm. sometimes, sometimes love. Things. Yeah. Passion can come from all kinds of places. And I think it's really our rep, our responsibility to question where that passion comes from. Is that passion coming from a place of love and, and healing or is it coming from a place of fear and destruction. But can't there be a positive way that comes out? Like if you're fearful that you're going to, you know, be shut down or mm-hmm. out of business, like, doesn't that also drive passion? Absolutely. That negatively. That's right? the same as competitiveness. Exactly. I am very competitive as you know, and mm-hmm. I think you are too, who both yeah. are to a certain extent. And it's almost like when I love to hear that somebody is doing something and I go, great, this is my opportunity to jump on it even more, yeah. you know, so I'm very competitive. That's not negative at all. That's right. passion, not coming from fear fear, but just coming from a realization of, uh, Oh yeah, I I don't want to, you know, I don't want to one up everybody, but I, what I've always found about competitiveness Mm -hmm. and other businesses, I'll go into businesses. When I see a business doing something well, 
I'm not competitive with them. I'm competitive to be at least where they are, but better. Yeah. I mean, I always said that, um, in that, in in my book, be powerful, uh, when pure bar came to Charlotte and I, it was in 2007 or eight or 2008 Mm -hmm. or nine. And I had just started Hilliard studio method and Clary and I, Clary wasn't even down here. She was still in Cambridge and we were sort of rolling this thing back and forth between us. And I saw pure Pure bar and it's a national brand. And at that point, the top bar classes, you know, right. Studio in the, in the United States. I went, oh, wow, I'm sunk. Well, that, oh, wow, I'm sunk lasted for about a morning. Mm-hmm. And then I went, well, what do they have that I, what have they got that I don't? What do I have that they don't? Is what I'm trying to say. Exactly. <laughs> and that was me. And I had to put myself up there and go, they don't have me. Right. And I'm going to bring it on. I think that's so important. And I keep trying to take a page out of that book because what I find so important is I'm protective of you, of Hilliard Studio Method, of you know, doing that well. And I think if you can look at competitiveness that way, that everybody's doing their own thing and they're doing it the best they can. And when you feel like that's threatening, then you can get stuck in your own mess instead of using that to catapult you into growth. Not only catapult you, but catapult those Those other businesses. We bring each other up. Right. And what's the beauty of Because that just enhances the fitness right. community. Right. I mean, we're all trying to do the same. Exactly. Thing. Exactly. So we actually love having Pure Bar across the parking lot from us. I mean, honestly, I think we bring each other up to, to certain levels. Right. And, right. Uh, so I'm not, yeah. So the competitiveness, it should be done for the greater good of the businesses, the greater good for the community. Mm-hmm. And I love that. So that's not a negative yeah. emotion at all. Right. Yeah. Okay. How has, you mentioned compassion and I want to ask you how that's either stayed the same throughout your life and, you know, either career, however you want to look at it, has that ebbed and flowed? Have you always kept it a cornerstone or have you grown more compassionate over time? I mean, what do you think? Well, I think I know for me personally, that compassion comes with living. And when you're young, you might have a version of compassion, but Mm -hmm. until you've lived life, until you've risen and fallen, multiple times yep. and noticed that really you're still you, that you're just living out a version of a failure at some point. And sometimes you're living out a version of success, but now I have compassion for myself mm. for both of those places. I don't ever get too comfortable in success. I, I, I'm excited about it. And I don't get too comfortable in failure. Yeah. Uh, but I notice the emotions that come with both. And I'm compassionate, compassionate to myself to to ride both of those out, sure. knowing that behind all that is still the same person. So those things don't define me. Compassionate in life for other people and for events. This world needs right Golly. now, quickly, a 911 shot of compassion and kindness. Mm-hmm. We don't have to agree with each other. We don't even have to want to be in the same room, but we cannot continue to be uh, cruel and vicious to one another and divisive because we will all fail. It's, it's, it's a lose-lose. So compassion is to say, I don't understand at all what someone on this other side of thinking is is. I can't even understand how they live. Yeah. Compassion is to say, I haven't walked in their, their shoes. I will hear them out and I will decide when I need to walk away and bring myself out of their space so that I'm 
I'm not sure. going to be tempted to be, uh, you know, divisive or argumentative. Right. right. I mean, I think we experience that and certainly just in our own personal level. I mean, it's not a worldly sense of compassion, but to go through, you know, our relationship and, and have other people judge that I think mm-hmm. helped me become more compassionate. compassionate. Right. Right. I mean, it is, it's, it's your life lessons teach you how to do all these things. What would you say, I don't know, to your younger self about compassion. I mean, you here, I want to throw this in before I ask you that question. I think when you said be compassionate towards yourself, yeah, that really resonated. Like I wasn't always compassionate yeah. towards myself, that competitiveness either with myself to others was too pressure filled. Yeah. And I think you can miss some time and our, we talk about body image a lot and that, mm-hmm. you know, if you're not compassionate with yourself in that way, for example, mm-hmm. you know, it feels like a waste of time. And don't you do that Lee constantly with yourself? Because you like, I know that your go-to is, Oh, you know, yeah. oh, I'm five. What are you again? Five, three, five, eight. I, don't, five, I you know, I look at Lee. I just love five, her so three, much. Five, I don't know how eight. They're the same. She goes, but I'm short. And I'm like, okay, so you're five, three. Five, so three. You always go. Yeah. But you know, then but, you have this, you, your go-to is to have a, a negative reaction sometimes. Sure. And we all know that because they've already listened to that podcast. Yeah. I hope. And uh, <laughs> so you are, I see you do it. You practice your own compassion. And then you also look at other people that you go, wow, they, they have this great body image. So I'm, and that right. doesn't, that, you know, love, I know, love your body, love yourself. Right. That unconditional love that we expect and from that other is, people, you yeah. have to give it to yourself. And I mean, you can practice that then with other people, whether that be a girlfriend, mm-hmm. a guy friend, you know, children, I have a daughter, I have a mm-hmm. son. It's mm-hmm. important that they both have, you know, a healthy self image and awareness mm-hmm. and that helps you practice it. And for I think sure. by you having that issue that sure. you had younger, you are such a good mother that way because you really double down on that with, I've seen it with you and Anna, you know, you're just like, you are be- whatever, I, who, sure. who knows what she's saying to you, but you're very supportive and you know, there's nothing like a 12 or 13 year old to, mm-hmm. you know, that's a tough time. Right. So. Well, I mean, you have, be powerful written on the wall. And you, you've mentioned this before kind of about how people can look at you both ways. I mean, I mm-hmm. think our, I know our goal is to make people literally feel better and stronger and have a place to go. Mm-hmm. Um, but there could probably be some judgment like, Oh, it's just self or body or mm-hmm. the shell. And it's so much deeper than that. So I, I don't know if I'm saying this yeah. <laughs> correctly. Well, I think what you're, you're what we talk, we have talked about this lately. Lena, like we know, everyone knows we do a lot of talking. And so now, <laughs> now we have this podcast, we do more, but um, we always come, I, I can speak from me and I know you're mm-hmm. the same way. We come from a place of love and positive. We want our community and anyone we know, or even anyone that is a, a, around us yeah. to feel empowered. I didn't understand really until the ripe old age of whatever, 50, 60, that I was put on this planet to empower others, but it had Mm -hmm. to start with myself. Right. Mm -hmm. So that being said, the be powerful is on the wall. Maybe people don't like me for whatever reason, maybe that's fine, but I'm giving them my best shot. So I'm not invested in 
whether they like me or not. But what I know I can do is whether they like me or not is even if they disagree, say with my lifestyle, and there's no doubt that many people do Mm -hmm. disagree with my personal lifestyle and yours too. What we have done for them is, is provide a space for them to literally question and to stand in their own power about where they are and their lives. And, you know, so it doesn't always, it's not always a a kumbaya moment of, yes, I feel powerful. I feel positive. I feel great. Sometimes it's a, I disagree about everything you're doing. Why? And questioning the whole thing, if that makes sense. I mean, really bringing people into their own power one way or the other. Right. Right. You know, that change can happen quickly or not at all or over time. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, I think what I meant to say was we have a job to the younger people, generations to, to change the, the body image and, and the confidence mm-hmm. to, you know, be real, no matter what size, shape or color, because we or are sexual orientation, orientation and that's, or religious or cultural beliefs. Exactly. I mean, all of it, because we are living in a society where that is a struggle and anxiety is real and, um, comparing, comparing yourself to other people and that everything is fake and filtered is, mm-hmm. is a real problem. It's like they're wearing that box you wore on Halloween. <laughs> you fall over on a box. You can't get can't up. Get you just up. need to get out of the box. I mean, yeah. <laughs> get out of your own box. <laughs> Metaphorically. I will be a box. Physically. Inside. Yeah. I haven't seen many but influencers. Let's, let's, let's keep there. Let's <laughs> stay there for a minute. Stoplights. <laughs> yeah. But no, the, you know, the point uh, you're, you're making is that we want to, you and I, I think, I think when people feel good about themselves, anybody, mm-hmm. you want to share that that beauty and love and good feeling. And again, it's going to come off to other people as, oh, I don't, I don't want to, ugh, same sex, blah, 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 all that judgment. No worries. That's a, also an empowering thing. But I, I find that we, t- we, we have taken a, a fitness workout, a business fitness workout uh-huh. and have turned it into a community of support and wellness and kindness and kindness, not just to your body and accepting your body where it is, but kindness and community and accepting where you are in life and, and not judging it. And when you feel like you're judging it to acknowledge it, right. And stand in the power that it takes to step away from that and go, let them be real. I'm real. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it just kind of hit me. I don't know heart, soul, gut, whatever that is. I think what I've done over time is when I've been really low in the Mm self-compassion area, I realize I try to exert that compassion towards other people. I mean, I think that's the whole reason why I've always been a teacher and that's helped me gain my own, you know, that's nice. I I don't know. It's just my, Mm -hmm. my state. I like seeing other people light bulb click or mm-hmm. one more push up happen or anything that it is. But, you know, I realize I, I don't know, that just hit me that, it, that I reserve it for myself and give it to other people. But I think that's good. And I think that helps you just express that. 
It does. And just to give you a little pat on the back, uh, this morning, one of our newer clients came up to me in the studio and she goes, I just love that Lee. And I'm like, that Lee? Yeah, I love that Lee too. She's awesome. She goes, she's just a little firecracker. And oh just gosh. when she's like making you do all these pushups, then she just like kind of leans down and goes, you're just doing great no matter where you are. And I just love that. I love it. And I love that she called you a little firecracker. A little firecracker. And I just mm, thought that was really. Boom. Yeah. That's kind of what you are. You got that's the fire funny. in the belly you're going after. Yes. What's that? terrible teacher quote, like those who can do those who can't teach. I'm like, no, excuse me. I always hated that one. Wait, those who can do who, those who can. That sounds do. like my third grade teacher. It probably the, was the a third grade teacher. And the little balls on and her hair. can't teach. No, I'm like, I'm sure no, that's excuse fine. me. That's fine. Right. It seems kind of innocuous. He's kind of a, seems kind of milky white toast kind of comment. Though. <laughs> that's a funny term. <laughs> How old are you again? I'm 66. Yeah. I've been here way long. I'm, that's gonna, I'm not going that's anywhere either. you're so smart and wise. <laughs> it's funny. I'm always trying to describe, I'm like, oh, you know, that guy is just a couple years older than me. And Lee goes, I can't handle the whole age thing you know, with a <laughs> comparison or whatever. Anyway. Oh, well that was g- good. Deep and good. Well, okay. Maybe. So, so let's, let's jump ahead. Let's okay. jump ahead to, all right. So we're not going to talk about what we're doing, but the focus it, now the pressure's on. People now the pre- like, what are you doing? Yeah, I know. We'll, we'll tell you in five years. Yeah, We'll make sure we make sure it's going to work out before we do it. Even though we never know what's going to work out. That's right? right. That's the fun. I mean, stepping off the cliff till you learn to fly, right? Oh, there it is. Here it comes. That wisdom is <laughs> oozing out. <laughs> but that's true. That's true. Yeah. What were you going to say? I forgot now. I mm. forgot now. I got sidetracked. Yeah, I know. It's um, constant. The- Somebody strolled by. Yeah, there is. And again, we're in Clary's dining room and I'm excited about going home. Clary, you are. You have been displaced. Clary's going to be going. Uh, Mom, when are you going? <laughs> I've been here for what? Three nights, something. Anyway, um, everything is in, you know, it's intact so far. We haven't destroyed the house. It's going to be kind of fun. Um <laughs> But I'm going to go home now. And, okay. Uh, you go home and get organized so you can have your tea out of the proper kettle. I know. I know. It's I a big deal. Else. Morning routines and such. Mm-hmm. I see it in the studio when people don't get their usual spot. I just kind of like hold back mm-hmm. and kind of laugh inside because they really stress out. Yeah. But I get it. Those spots are getting really competitive now because <laughs> we can only get 12 Very or 13 in territorial. there. Yeah. And we keep it at 12 when one of us is teaching and the other one needs to demo. But right. we don't go up to 13 when it's not. And you you better, by God, make sure you're not up in that upper right, upper left because we know who's going there. And That's right. It could get dirty. It could I get mean. rough. Stuff, <laughs> and then you got all these people on the screen going, hmm, "Y'all just keep working at that. I'm gonna be right here in my nice, comfy living room working out." What do you think about getting workout pajamas, Lee? Well, we do have um, a good line of kind of soft clothes oh, yeah? coming in, like kind of the jammy type, like little jammy dresses, jammy dresses, jammy dresses. <laughs> that, <laughs> hey, hashtag Pollyanna. <laughs> um, she probably no jammy gown. Oh, with like ribbons. Yeah, that's those. That's right. Pollyanna. No, little soft, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm excited about it. And we're <laughs> sitting over here with a whole bunch of brand new bags. Oh, yeah. Those look cool. good. They've got Because everybody's been lugging their equipment in. So mm-hmm. we bought some 
good looking stuff. Oh, and can I say that. while we're like pumping our products? While you um, chug down Topo Chico. Topo Chico. Has anybody had that? Yay. Yeah, you're Raise the your last. Head. <laughs> I know. See, I was late. I was late to the game, but fast to the bat because mineral water. We're now going to carry that in the studio. Mm-hmm. We're on it. It's so good. And I don't know if you work, do it. You drink it when you're working out, but I drink well, it's it. Little kind of off and on all day. It's great. It's keeping you off the bottle. Excuse me. <laughs> Exactly. Okay. A a trainer who was to remain nameless came. That narrows it down. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just look online. Which one would do this? Came over Saturday night with uh, Lee and I. We sat here and we started around what? Okay. Lee and me. Thanks. Thanks, grammar Nazi. You're welcome, teacher. Yeah. Give me another teacher quote. No. No, don't. Anyway, so she rolls in six o'clock. Well, I can't stay long. Just have a glass of wine. Oh, wow. About yesterday was a rough one. About midnight 30, she rolled out (laughs) and we rolled. Oh, God. It was fun. We had more than our usual two glasses of wine. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But we had some good, lively discussion. Yes, we did. Yes, we did. So, hey, that's worth it. Yeah, that's worth it. But I had this Topo Chico. I could see, I don't say it well, do I? I say it like I say Deepak Chopra. Oh, you did it again. But I'm well. better. I'm getting better. It just yeah. takes a minute. I call it the Mexican water because it's from Mexico, correct? That's right. I don't think you're being no, racist. It's, 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 uh, definitely. It's, Mex- it's from Monterey, Mexico. There you go. Looking for a sponsor. Yeah. Yeah. Looking for a sponsor. <laughs> I think they should sponsor us. That's I know. a good idea. Yeah. We'll throw them in there. We'll see. Yeah. This has been so much fun after two weeks. <laughs> Let's, uh, we're going to walk yes, away with our compassion, our passion, our power. Ooh. We're going to have a great rest of the week, you guys. Thanks for being with us always. Always. Y'all are the best. Thank you. All right. Let's take off. Let's go. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Hilliard Studio Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a moment to subscribe to the Hilliard Studio Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Give us a rating and a review so that others can find out about us. Don't forget to tell your friends to listen to the podcast too. We're going to keep providing you with great HSM content, including at-home workouts, healthy tips for you and your family, as well as candid conversations with Lee and Liz. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Hilliard Studio Method for all the latest HSM news. Book classes, stream workouts, buy gear, and much more at our website, HilliardStudioMethod.com. That's it for now. We'll talk to you next week.